Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Body and Performance Podcast. And today we are joined by Eddie Soto. And Eddie and I first connected in Vegas. And he was sharing his story with us about how he was a former crime boss from a notorious gang based out of Miami. And then was incarcerated, but came out and really saw the value and the power in health and fitness and wanted to build a worldwide organization, helping people understand how powerful fitness can be, not just from a physique and how you look, but from a standpoint of how you feel and how you live your life. So I thought we'd bring him on a podcast, share his story and share his value. So welcome, Eddie. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Reese. And uh, the way that you introduced that, you know how powerful it is yourself, right? I just came from a different walk and um, it was... I've been into fitness for a very long time. Both of my parents were into fitness as I was coming up and they were, they were introducing it to me at a very early age. I'm going to be honest, right? From the very beginning, I'm just going to go from, to start from the, from the very beginning. I found a $50 bill at the age of 13, right? At the gym. I was the, I was the kid in the daycare when their parents were working out. And this particular Sunday, the daycare was closed. My mom took me on the blacktop. I found $50. I told mom, she's been trying to sign me up. I said, mom, sign me up. Yeah, okay. The hopes of finding more money, right? <laughs> um, and then after that, I never found money, right? I never found money again in the gym, but I found something much more valuable. Yeah. And that was just my love and passion for exercise and how I've used the vehicle of exercise and now diet to really build like the character that's made me thrive in this industry. So I've been through all the phases, right? From the very beginning, I went through the phase of, you know, wanting to get in the gym, build the arms, build the chest like every yeah, man yeah. does, right? Nobody did legs for the first five years. At least no, <laughs> no man does legs for the first five years of his journey. Then I went in there to like escape, you know, uh, toxic breakups and, you know, get my mind off of things. And then I will catch myself in there during my life of crime when she was just like very heated. Yeah. And um, I wasn't always a person who would escape to like drugs or, uh, you know, like in, in a club and drink. I was so militant even in that life that, you know, when I felt that here on the corner, I would either take off, like I would skip counties and I would always find myself in like a local gym or something. I always had like an LA Fitness or a Valley Total yeah, Fitness yeah. membership and those things are everywhere, right? So I would just Google where's your one and I will find myself in there. But I, I didn't find the true power of this. It started right before I got incarcerated. So I... I caught my case, ended up fighting my case from the street for about seven months. And during that time, I was I was on the ankle bracelet. So I wasn't able to do much. I was in the gym heavy, heavy, heavy every single day. Mm. And then going into prison, I was, I mean, that's just a thing in there, right? Everyone has their own routine. Everyone has yeah, their, yeah. you know, their two or three guys that they work out with. I, I grasped that concept very quick, started to work out in there. And it wasn't until about two years in where I had like this, this very pivotal moment in the, just like knowing the power of what this was actually doing for me. We were all using it as a distraction, as an escape, right? So how I tell my clients is you don't necessarily want to use this to escape, but you want to use it to tap deeper within, Mm -hmm. right? Be intentional about going in there and like figuring yourself out, right? Get in tune with how your body moves, right? Take yourself to levels of extreme where you are, going through so much pain that you almost are forced to be intentional with your present. You're, yeah, you're happy sure. to be present. If you got hundreds of pounds on a fucking leg press and you're pressing away, you can't be thinking about what happened earlier that day. You can't be thinking about all this shit <laughs> when you're home, right? Yeah, so for I sure. Think when you take yourself to the gym, man, be present. 100%. Right? 
Yeah. Honestly. I right. could not agree with you more. Yeah. And I think, right. do you feel like as well, I think it's really powerful is obviously with a, a lot of things that you've obviously been through from a life of crime to being incarcerated, did you always find that every time you ran into a tough scenario or, you know, an altercation, do you found like you built a callus on your mind through health and fitness? So you almost kind of yeah. built that callus through your training. You kind of put yourself through the hard times of training. You almost built your body, but your mind as well within the gym and within, I suppose, being militant outside the gym. So with nutrition, with your lifestyle, these kind of things, you feel like that was a massive byproduct to help you when you came across these difficult times in your upbringing? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, it's scientifically proven how much exercise has, you know, benefits as far as like the mind-muscle connection, how fast yeah. your, your reaction. So some people are just impulsively angry. Some people just, you know, just like, that's just their, their second nature. Sure. Some people defend themselves. They defend themselves with anger, with like, like getting physical. I was that person, right? I was a person that didn't talk much. If I, I was, I took very light to disrespect. Yeah. And when I felt disrespected, I would, I would communicate in a physical form. Yeah. I would fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was my form of communication. So going from someone who used to communicate physically to now, like it was a, it was yeah, a very yeah. Between I was able from when I stopped being impulsive and learned to communicate verbally, right, in a rational manner, right. But in between that, it was a very angry, you know, yeah. like like just verbally impulsive and explosive person. So I mean, I, I what what exercise taught me in prison, I would say for the first two years was to just get in tune with myself, my thoughts, what how would I think? Why would I react to certain things? And there you have no control over shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're told when to eat, when to sleep, when to wake up, when to shower, you know. So it was a very humbling experience coming from someone who had so much power. I was forced to now accept my reality for the next few years. Yeah. And on that, one thing I think is really interesting is obviously going from that position of communicating with violence, if you will, communicating physically, because I suppose growing up, that's that's kind of all you knew at the time. Mm -hmm. How did you make that transition to then kind of communicate more with words and, and more practically? What, what do you think? Do you think it was just a period of time you almost grew up in and kind of saw the world in a different way? Or was there like a, a pivotal moment that made you go, right, this is a big staple in my life that needs to be turned around? It, it was it was in prison. Yeah. In prison, it was when I knew I didn't have as much control as I thought I had. Mm. The only thing I had control over was myself, my reactions, my actions, my. right? The way I carried myself. That's the only thing I had control over. I didn't have control about of my relationship on the streets, of my finances. I've lost all control besides that of myself. Mm. Right? Yeah. So I literally had no choice. It was either be a stupid, immature little fucking boy. And fight every time, communicate with violence every time, yeah. and get into the hole, right? Or sit my ass down and really learn how to now build these quality character traits. You know, I only got into one altercation in prison, and that was like my first month in there. Yeah. Do you find there's a lot of people quite similar to you inside? So obviously out in the street, you, you was mentioning how you had a lot of altercations, but then going inside, that got stripped right down. Do you feel like a lot of people have that same humbling experience when they get inside to the point where they also feel like, right, I had control. Now I don't have that control. Now I almost need to have the same reaction. Or do you feel like you kind of went into prison with an already really strong mindset through your health and fitness that you was able to cotton onto that a little bit quicker? 
I definitely didn't go into prison with a strong mindset, like relating to health and fitness. Okay. I came, I came in there with a strong mindset because of the life I lived. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, escaping literally death and, and incarceration every day. Like yeah, my yeah, main yeah. objective before prison was making it home that night alive. Mm. Right. And waking up the next day, praying that the fucking feds weren't knocking on my door. Right. So just that alone, you tend to learn or you're forced to learn to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. you know, like very militant and strong For mindset. Sure. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was nothing exercise and nutrition. Again, I was always working out wasn't for always the right reasons it was more for like the superficial you know i want to you know have the muscles or whatnot yeah, yeah it wasn't until when i got it wasn't until i got incarcerated where i learned the real power of this shit yeah i suppose you probably look at health and fitness massively different from your experience obviously from before almost being a crime boss you almost need to have that presence you know you need to have the muscle you need to look the part you need to look like you're someone to be fit then obviously going to the gym before would have been for look for power for for strength but then do you feel like coming out on the back end now it's for feeling it's for strength of the mind it's for waking up each morning with purpose do you feel like that transition has been a a huge one absolutely one thing i found really interesting was i saw in one of your videos you you touched on how when you was inside you almost had out-of-body experiences through health and fitness touch on that i thought that was really interesting so that was actually my first pivotal moment right in prison give me one second It was, it was my first, it was my first really, like, this was a breakthrough for me, mm-hmm. right? It was my first transit when I was being transited from my, excuse me, my second transit, because the first one was here in the FDC where they book you, they, you yeah, know, yeah. set you off to your first prison. My second prison was, I was in, I was in transit for about three weeks. And during that transit, I stopped in two different locations. The second location I stopped at is a, a very infamous federal holding prison in uh, Atlanta called the Castle. As soon as I get there, about two hours in, I am put on fucking lockdown, right? They just jam me into a cell with a complete stranger. Uh, they don't tell us nothing. This prison was, I mean, it was like a third world fucking country, man. Like it was yeah. horrible. Those horrible rats, leaks everywhere. The walls were painted like asylum colors. Like it, it, it would drive yeah, a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right. So in transit, you don't have nothing. When you're in prison and you have your property, right? You have some sense of like life. Yeah. You yeah. have your pictures to go to. You have your own food, right? In transit, I had nothing but a jumpsuit, two pair of underwears, two pair of socks, and one pair of some you know, half broken slippers. Yeah. Yeah. No, so they sent you in there, uh, locked my ass in and then we're getting answers. Like people are going fucking crazy. In these cells. you would yeah, see yeah. coming in there at least twice a day to carry somebody from who, someone who had a, uh, a seizure in there or just like their heart was about to fucking pop out their chest. Like it was most, it was the most crucial fucking living environments I've ever been in. So, it was about two weeks into that first lockdown when we were in transit where, again, I'm in a cell with a complete stranger. There's only a sink, a toilet, all right? The back width was about six feet and a half, which was where our, our, our uh, bunk beds were stacked. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest was like a very awkward looking cell. There was hardly space in there. 
it was only enough space for me to literally get down in a push-up position. And then you had the toilet, the sink, and the bed. So it was just a little space to walk back mm. and forth. I'm six feet tall. You have six feet, uh, six feet of just walking back and forth. And I remember taking a shower one time in the sink, taking the fucking bird bath, right? Yeah, yeah. My eyes just locked into my cellmate as I'm taking the shower. Because if this guy looks, like someone's going to die in that fucking cell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what his charges are. I don't know none of that. Like, you can't yeah. do that in like you can ask somebody hey show me your paperwork no one has paperwork yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course yeah so i have my eyes locked on this guy i'm i'm fucking taking a shot and i just i just started having these like very impulsive anger like, moments yeah fuck how did i get myself in here how am i in here with a complete fucking stranger i had two women when i was outside i had all the money i had all the power right this was like this was my shift of going from a mature, uh, a very immature, you know, little fucking boy where I like to consider, to have considered myself to now, you know, shifting into the person I am now. But that's, that was my thought process at the time. Like, how the fuck did I get myself in here? So I'm pacing back and forth. They had a couple of books that were fictional, like the, the fairy tale looking books, but it was like rip pages. I'm trying to do any and everything to get my mind mm-hmm. out of this. Shit. Thinking about my kids. I, had, I couldn't get on a call with them, nothing. So I just started, I just, I just got down. As a matter of fact, it was the next morning that I woke up in my bunk and I put my, take my foot off the bed and I touched the floor and the whole floor was flooded in my cell. This was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Midwinter. So it was already fucking freezing. <laughs> I almost caught like a, like, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck it was, but it was like, I, I almost caught a shock. Like my yeah, body. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. I laid back down in my bed and there goes those very impulsive like angry thoughts, right? I'm like, fuck, I'm, I turn around in my bunk. I don't know what provoked me to do this, right? But I turn around in my bunk and I just started pumping out push-ups. Mm, okay. But I couldn't get off my bed. Reese, I was locked in my bed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't get off my bed to take a piss. The water was freezing fucking cold. But I already hear a bunch of other cellmates and other cells. I can hear them. I woke up to the screaming, like my fucking room is flat. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to add to the screaming. They're, they're not listening to them. They're not going to listen to me, right? So I started to pump out push-ups. I don't know how many push-ups I did. I didn't count. But it was kept going. Hard, right? <laughs> Until I physically, like, that, like my arms, like, collapsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And for a second, I had an out-of-body experience, right? And this is when you learn to take your mental past your physical. Most people, when yeah. they exercise, right, they give up mentally. Oh, fuck, it's burning. That lactic acid is building up. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit, I need to stop, right? But mentally, you're giving up before you do physically. Little do you know, you have another five reps in. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. So I'm doing these push-ups, man. I am in the most uncomfortable position, but I'm just, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm almost fighting the bunk, right? Yeah. I yeah. think I started off probably punching my pillow a couple of times, and I just started doing push-ups. And I just, like, collapsed. Like, my elbows, my arms, triceps, everything just gave out. And then I turn around in my bed and I'm out of breath. I'm seeing stars because it was a really intense, you know. Yeah, push-up. of course. And I almost forgot where I was at. That's so, yeah, that's interesting. Minutes, right? It's I like that state of flow, isn't it? Where you don't need to go to toilet. You don't think, you don't know where you are. You're just in that flow state. But that flow state came from, from exercise. And I just, I just continue to try to chase that high. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's I crazy to try to chase that high. So for again, for a split second, I had like this like state of euphoria, 
right? Where I just didn't, I, I felt so calm. I was tired as shit. My physical was like, you know, completely gone. My legs weren't, but I wasn't able to move because I wasn't able to get out. I turned around to my bunk and I just, just laid there. My eyes were open, but I didn't see nothing. I just like mm-hmm. I had this out of body experience. My, my, you know, when you go to like a very, if you get off of, 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 of a, a 300 pound fucking squat rack or, or leg press. Yeah, whatever. yeah, for sure. And I get lightheaded. You see like stars for a second. That's what I saw, right? And I remember the next day, I'm like, I need to chase that high. That's mm, interesting. I got down in that six foot gap and I started doing burpees. Burpees. And I'm like, fuck, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? So I started jumping higher. I started coming down faster. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I felt it again. Yeah, I literally I almost busted my teeth on the way down to a, do a push up. I, I literally collapsed and I get up and I just had, I just, I just like sat up against the wall and I just sat there and I'm like, holy shit. I became an addict of that high. Yeah. And I, I suppose the good thing high. is though, like when you're in that scenario and you'll be able to take yourself somewhere completely different, every rep, that mindset is just getting that half a percent stronger, 1% stronger, another rep, 2% stronger. Because I can kind of relate from a perspective of like, I, I grew up wanting to be an athlete. So everything I'd done was based around the game of football. When I was training, when I was running, when I was in the gym, I didn't think about shit. I didn't think about nothing ever. When I was training, I was present in the workout. Where the only thing I could think about is my coach on my ass telling me to go faster. That's the only thing I could think about. Do more, go faster, go harder. And you don't think about anything. And there's so many people that are listening to this, whether they're in the world of business. You know, sometimes you're going to have stress. Sometimes taking yourself to the gym and just having an out-of-body experience and just taking yourself away and escaping and then coming back. Because I bet what you probably found as well, like even you utilizing the, the whole world of fitness now, you go to the gym, let's say, for instance, you've got a stressful morning, you go to the gym and you come back. All of a sudden, that out-of-body experience, that presence in the gym has given you presence. Now you're back on the computer presence now you're connecting with your clients or you know for anybody who's listening whatever they do they have presence now they're back into we'll call it the real world because almost when you escape it's like you're in this different world so when you step back into the real world you're not only stronger up here you're more present i've got less stress i feel good boss off my workout i've got a pump i feel great now i'm ready to fucking crack with whatever the day's got to bring do you feel like that was kind of the the big thing that you was on your mind after your first pivotal out-of-body experience and they're not necessarily relating to that, but now yeah. I out here I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like if I'm thinking about all type of shit, if I spent all morning putting out fires and I go get a real like intense workout in, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna fuck up my business, right? Like I'm gonna go sure. hard. Yeah, right? yeah like for sure. calls are just much more like they're just like, yeah, flowing. Yeah. Right. In there, it was literally just to take myself out of there for a minute, stop focusing on the hell I was walking and just almost pictured today. Yeah. I pictured all of this, right? Yeah. Like not yeah. literally, but I pictured this. I would have like these moments of clarity where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going through or why I'm being put through this, but it's teaching me something. And I almost saw myself like speaking on stages. I almost saw myself yeah. like being the superhero of a father. Yeah. I, almost, I already knew the person that I was going to marry, right? Like I, I painted her like in character, like the person that I needed in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these, these, these are the moments of clarity. And this is, this is why I still chase every day when I am working out. I always work out like late after late morning, early afternoon, right? I'm up about seven, six, seven hours of just straight work and I'm putting out fires every morning. Yeah. So when I go to the gym, I stop thinking about everything that I put out and I stop 
I stop directing my energy towards all the problems. And in the gym, when you take yourself to those extremes and you're present in your workouts, you stop thinking. If you're, again, if you have a thousand pounds on the leg press, you're not thinking about no way. That, that person that refunded or disputed or fucking did something. No you know, yeah. shit. You're not thinking about your employee that didn't fucking, you know, do whatever. You're just thinking about making sure I'm not going to get this back up. Right? <laughs> right? So when you take your body to that extreme after being present, guess what? I am not thinking of solutions. Mm. Okay, you know what? Maybe I didn't communicate to my employee exactly how I should have. You're not blaming. You're not pointing yeah. fingers. You're yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You're those, taking problems, responsibility. those problems all of a sudden start to now become a, a purpose. You, you yeah. now, okay, this problem, this problem was presented to me to now come up with a purpose to come up with a solution and grow from it it's fucking crazy man like again i i relate so many things to fitness because again from what, what i've been through what i've experienced myself it really taught me how to perceive things from a complete different light mm. what i've done least is not easy coming from somebody who you know had an extensive criminal record right yeah i had an extensive criminal run i was out there for almost 15 years yeah right? yeah, yeah i jumped off the porch excuse me 17 years. I jumped off the porch at the age of eight. Reese, I was really fucking slanging, yeah. slanging fucking drugs and dope. And then obviously as I got older, the, the drugs got more extreme. But coming off from somebody who did that to now what I'm doing, and I'm not trying to sound cocky or something, but I'm very confident what the fuck I've been able yeah, to do. Too right. it, yeah. it was not a simple transition. There's people who come home and they get a legit job. Right. Mm -hmm. They might, you know, be doing a lot of things right, but there's nobody who I know personally who has came home and is a good husband, who's a good father, who's not a fucking drug addict, right? Who is not addicted to certain yeah. things, yeah. don't have anger issues. You understand? For you like, to escape that and, and be one of the first, I suppose, from where you grew up as well. Because Eddie, I got an interesting question. Like, because for me, it comes across as if like this was almost like the calling, like it was going to happen at some point, you to step into this world. But if you never got incarcerated on the front end, where do you think you'll be today? Still in exactly the same position or dead? Dead, dead, or I would have been in prison for a lot longer. Yeah. Do you feel like you almost never would have got the opportunity to do like, it was always in the cards, but you never would have got the opportunity to actually make it that far? For sure. It was, it was the biggest blessing that I had. Yeah, I, I bet it was. Yeah. I at the, at the time I didn't think of it that way. Um now looking back at it, I almost like associate some of these like these these all moments that I have today with an experience that I learned either during incarceration or before. Mm. Right. 100%. And what lessons, obviously, you've gone through a lot of times where you've had to be militant, you've had to be diligent, there's been times where you've had to step up to the plate. Obviously, being a crime boss, there's a lot of responsibility. Being a business owner, there's a lot of responsibility. You know, you've almost got loads and loads and loads of different people's health in your hands, their livelihood in your hands. What kind of lessons did you take or what skills did you take from your past, from both incarceration and from obviously being the crime boss and, and growing up in that environment. What lessons do you feel like you've taken from that, that you've now carried through to day-to-day -to -day life, not just in your fitness, but also the way you carry yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? That's, that's a question, man. And beyond the best answer I have for that is what I've been through, what I've endured, what I've survived, like all this shit is fucking cake. Mm. Right, like all the shit that I 
go through bad months. Like it doesn't matter. Like anything, anything that I go through now is it's a fucking walking yeah. apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I dodged bullets and life sentences every fucking day mm. for at least the last like seven years of, of my criminal life when shit was really serious. Yeah. Right. So like all of this is like fuck, bring it on, right? Nothing can say, yeah, yeah. My fiance knows when I'm walking out my room, my office, and I'm I'm like I'm just going through all like everything that could have happened wrong that day has happened. Yeah, right. I come out and I'm just like bring that with a smile on my face, like bring that shit up, you know? Like, yeah, fuck, yeah, come yeah. On, what else you got? Right. Yeah. I've also learned. I've also learned the power of how much you grow through adversity and discomfort. 100%. I know yeah. that. I'm super clear on that, right? I am so clear on that. And I, I can find the smallest bit of optimism in the worst situation. Yeah, and that's the best way yeah. to look at it as well, especially from, because I think it, it, it's so easy for people that to go, oh, it's easy to do that. But like someone like you just actually had to go, I've walked that walk. Like I've gone through time, like you think this shit's hard. Like when someone complains, I suppose it probably does your fucking head in, but when someone goes, oh God, it's cold out. I don't want to get my steps in. Or shit, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm a little bit tired. And you're thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you have an opportunity to get to the gym and, and do something great, but you're falling on the fact that it's a little bit cold outside. Does that do your fucking head in? That, that's, that's really it. Like I have no, and, and mind you, I pay nothing but women. Yeah, yeah. Right? I have no sympathy for those little fucking excuses. I don't. Yeah, yeah, neither do I. Neither do you I. Know, and I tell them, and, and then when I, I train women, so I, I know how powerful they are. Like these women don't complain when they're on that birth bed giving birth to their child, right? They they might be hurting at the beginning, but I've seen it happen myself. I have two kids where I've seen two different mm. births being given where they get into that mode. They're like, ah, ah, give me that epidural. I'm just, ah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, all right, let's get this baby out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I train, I try to reprogram women to learn how to take themselves there. Mm. Right? Because women are the strongest creatures on this planet. For sure. Women go way more, more, way more shit than we do. Men, we're just a little, like, we're just a little more reckless. Yeah, we're, we're programmed a bit different. Women, right? <laughs> but, like, just the, 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 the woman creature, man, like that is the strongest fucking like being on this world, man, to raise yeah. a child sometimes, most of the time by themselves, to yeah. give birth to a child, to be broken sometimes multiple times and continue to fucking strive, right? right? Women are impulsively and uh, reactively strong. They're not proactively strong. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I train all my clients. Get, man, like get lost in that moment. Take heed of what's going on because there's yeah. so much growth that can happen from that. Yeah, absolutely. That's right? powerful. Like, look at well. me. Look at me. I, I look like I've been fucking. I look like I've been awake for for a whole week straight, man. Because I am hell bent on making so much shit happen this week. I haven't slept. Yeah, I'm an advocate of sleep, right? Certified sleep coach. I know how important sleep is, but I haven't slept. I am so hell bent on making so much shit happen this year. Where this next two, three weeks, I will say probably to right, right before the, the holidays where obviously, you know, I got kids. I have to, you For know, sure. yeah, 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 of course. Bit, I'm going to be taking myself through so much discomfort. I do this every, thing, man. every, every season I do this shit, man, where I'll either deprive myself of sleep, I'll deprive myself of, of, of uh, food, either fasting or carbs. Right. Cause there's always more growth to happen. So it's, it's a very powerful thing, man. The approach that I've put out there, I've had women who have, you know, 
really fucking done some real phenomenal extraordinary shit with their with their life and their transformation so and the interesting thing on that i, I think people don't realize it's the approach they need until they receive the approach and go shit that's what i've been missing i needed someone who's not gonna let me slack i needed someone who's gonna call me out on my shit and tell me fuck off you're you're worth more you can do more you are more because there's a lot of times that they will sit back and think ah you know it's not on the cards for me and they almost need a bit of a bastard like me and you to go it is and this is exactly how you do it no more excuses get the fuck up and let's get to it they need that in their life and i think a lot of the time people will search for almost a shoulder to cry on and it's like that's great but it's not really going to take you to that next level which you're destined for so like if you need that we're not your people but when you do understand and you see that shit maybe that's what i need maybe the shoulder to cry on is just helping me maintain and maybe to kick up the ass is what I need to actually grow and expand and take myself out of the comfort zone and almost kind of see the potential that I didn't even know that I fucking had. So I think that's really, really powerful. And one thing I like to touch on that I think would be really interesting is obviously you've got children. And I think, you know, one thing that I think, again, could coincide quite well is you mentioned how when you grew up, your parents were heavily into health and fitness. And I suppose, because it's quite interesting, I actually had a podcast last week with uh, Annie Yach, and she was saying between like the ages of like five and eight, you subconsciously take in so much information and you learn and you kind of understand things. So do you feel like with your your parents into their world of health and fitness, you almost feel like you kind of subconsciously took that in and it was kind of ingrained in you from a uh, young age? For sure, 100%, 100%. I was just with my dad yesterday. He still goes, he's about to be seven years old and he still goes to the gym seven days a week. Shit, Yeah. My mom is the same way. My mom spends two, three hours in the gym. She's, you know, that's just like, that's literally her escape. To be honest, they both know the true power of it. They just haven't been able to identify how we've been, you know, able to like yeah. break it down on this, on this, on this episode here, right? It's, it's a, it's a very powerful thing, man. When people understand the power of it, they stop all that yo-yo bullshit. They stop coming in here to just, you know, tone their physique or build their physique like, if I stop doing this shit right now, Reese, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like, my whole fucking life will start to fall apart. Yeah. Right? If, if I put my exercise or diet or just personal development, all that to the side, right, for a month, right? I don't give a fuck if my whole, if both of my legs are broken. I'm going to continue to do, I'm going to do chest yeah. press every day. I'm going to do, <laughs> like, we're going to No doubt. You can still do push-ups. Right. I, I know the power of that. I know the power of it beyond the physical level. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It has a lot to do with you know uh, the the way that I was brought up, seeing that you know a lot. Definitely. Yeah, I, and I agree with you as well because it all does start up here, right? It starts in the mind, and coming from an athlete background as well, like there's times when you have to take your body to an absolute extreme, so almost to the point where others are not gonna be able to ever do or fathom how you do it so i'm sure you had the same thing and you still do get the same thing how the fuck do you do that how do you go to the gym so much how do you not get bored it's like how the fuck can you get bored of continually imp- improving yourself how can you get bored of coming back from the gym thinking i'm fucking better today i've got five more pvs i take myself and, and had another out-of-body experience so i think it's really powerful how you touched on there like if you took that away the the develop of development of mind and and that self-development and that ability to exercise that everything will crumble apart and i think that's a big staple that i think a lot of people are missing i feel mm-hmm. like so many people have things figured out everywhere but the health and fitness is the last piece of the puzzle you know their business is going good they're raising their children well maybe they're in a good relationship but they're fat they're unhappy 
they're sluggish, they're slow, they're getting reactive at work and they're not proactive. And now all of a sudden they get that last piece of a puzzle, be in their mindset, their exercise in their gym. They become that authoritative figure. So when they're in the office or they're, they're talking to their children or they're, they're there with their wife, they've got authority, you know, they've got that confidence behind them because not only that, I mean, people know, like if, if I'm not in shape or if I'm not that, that role model to my children, deep down, I know that. So my question to myself is, am I going to continue to be that? Or am I going to take myself and just make it fucking happen? And I think that's what you touched on there, how if you take the staple of health and fitness away, everything else starts to go. And I think if more people can realize that, they'll tap into new potential they never even fucking thought was there. Would you agree? Love that. I love that 100%. Yes, I could definitely agree. And it's and it's and it's something that some people in life just get too complacent with, right? Like you mentioned, if they might have a good relationship, uh, they might be parents, they might be making some decent money, but little do they know if they put that last mm. element in their life, if they dial that shit in, all these three right here will fucking blow up. Without a doubt. Double in quality, right? You'll be making more money, that the relationship will be much more intimate, right? Because sure. at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, deep in your core, right? You might be smiling, you might be looking like you're happy, you might it's dress lost. nice. Yeah. Deep in your core, it's just fucking eating you. You're coming home tired of shit, right? You're you're you you do not have there is no such thing, right? Don't get me wrong. Yoga, meditation, all that stuff works. I just feel like that's an additive. Like that's something you add. Mm. Right? If, Temporary you have, solution. if you don't, it, no, you can, if you, if you can do this and have that as something extra that you, that you do, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's complimented, but you cannot be a person who just does meditation and tries to get into this like real strong mindset. People do not know the difference between being positive and neglecting their emotions. Yeah, you might do yoga, you might feel very good for a very temporary time, but if you're if you're not taking your body, right? The body is a vehicle to the mind. If you're not taking sure. your fitness to extremes, right? You're not growing. People people indirectly grow from shit that they go through, emotional turbulence, right? Yeah. <laughs> Close death, uh, uh, close experiences with death, or even a close family member who experienced something very traumatic. Yeah. People grow through this. People don't grow from just fucking just rolling through life like it's nothing going on. If you were to do yoga in a room for ten years straight and you'll do nothing else, right? Like these monks that do all that real deep, like yeah. you know, getting to shit. They know how to take themselves through pain first. They cut each oh, other. Fast. They. Right. Yeah. They don't just sit there and get like all fucking, you know, into like it's just it's just not going to work. So a lot of people, they misconstrue that. They're like, oh, I, I run. There's a lot of benefits to running. Yeah. Right. You're going to probably, you know, activate both sides of your brain. You might think of some good stuff, but if you're not putting yourself through extremes. Right. It could be lifting weights. It could be plyometrics. It could be sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. not taking your body to extremes. And I do this daily. Right. You're not fucking growing. 100%. Yeah. And on home. that as well, I find my most creative ideas, my biggest thoughts, my biggest moving, moving of yep. the needle come when I'm plugged into exercise. If mm -hmm. I'm running, if I'm in the gym, that's when my biggest, ex uh, my biggest breakthroughs come. Every big move I've made this year has been from or has stapled from me taking my body to a new extreme. Every good idea. Every single fucking one of it. And the crazy thing is that like, we coach a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners and corporates and, and execs. And we try to say the same thing to them before they join. 
and they almost kind of go, yeah, yeah, for sure. But they, you can kind of tell that they're blowing it off to the side, but they go through that journey and a couple of months in, they go, fucking hell, I can't believe how right it was. I went for a run the other day. You wouldn't believe what ideas I came up with. Can't mm-hmm. believe how right you was. I went to the gym. I was pushing X weight. Whilst right. I was resting, something else came to my mind. Like your mind, not only does your mind get stronger, but when you're taking yourself to these extremes, your mind goes somewhere else. You must tap into a part of your brain that you can't tap into without this. So when you're switching off and you're, and you're unplugged and you're doing exercise, you can almost take yourself to that area of the brain or that area of creativity that you can only get through exercise. Science. It's science. It We're is. not making shit up. Yeah, no doubt. That's I- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As good as it sounds, right? We're not making this shit up. This is a psychological response, right? That you get, you get a trigger, you get triggered, right? Psychologically, you go into that sympathetic state. When you're on fight or flight, right? This is a real fucking response, right? When you are on fight or flight, right? You are much more resourceful. You are forced to think. Yeah. If you are on a con- if you are on a constant parasympathetic state where you're couch lock, rest or digest all fucking day, you're not gonna think. You're not gonna get resourceful. Yeah. You're too fucking comfortable. Yeah. So if you if you thrive, if you basically operate on a parasympathetic state daily, and a tiger fucking comes at you, or, or someone breaks in your door, you're gonna be. Those are the people that you see like. Frozen there for like yeah. five seconds before they wake the fuck up. Yeah, they yeah. Take themselves to that sympathetic state. This is sure. something that really happens when you go into exercise. Your body is in a full blown parasympathetic. Excuse me, sympathetic state. Yeah, right. And then as you start to cool off at the very end, and then you know you have like a uh, I think it's like a forty five minute window where you start to transition into the sympathetic state where people say eat because you digest your food better or whatnot. But it's 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 fucking science, man. It is science. science. Like I, it blows my it mind that people up. think that they can be creative and really tap into new ideas and new potential when they're sitting in a comfy chair, the aircon's blowing, you know, they're feeling nice, they're feeling comfortable. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna take your body to that or your mind to a new place where you go, shit, didn't think about that. Fucking hell, that's a good idea. It's crazy. So I think one thing to be really cool for you to touch on is anybody who feels like they're almost trapped right now. They're, they're in a position right now where it could be, you know, fucking in a relationship. It could be within their body. It could be the, within their work. Obviously, you've gone from a place where you felt extremely trapped and you was trapped. What's your advice to those people to now kind of almost get out of that and escape it to kind of find their potential and what they want to achieve in their life? I mean, the simplest way that I can relay this message is there's two people that you're either running towards or running from, right? The one person is a person that you do not want to go back to or the a person that you don't or you don't want to fall back into if you just let everything go. Yeah. And then there's one version of yourself that on the day that you're laying on your deathbed, right? The last day that you're on this earth, that can be the, that could be the only day that you're in hell. And that's if you're looking across a room and you see your mm-hmm. spirit, not no religious. I'm not going to go into like the religious shit, right? Whatever religion you believe in, regardless, you have your, your most inner potential, your higher conscious, right? If you're looking across a room and figuratively with that person that's standing there and you don't recognize that person, yeah, right? Like that's my biggest fear. That's crazy. That's my exact fear as well. My biggest fear, right? My biggest fear is not knowing who this person is like looking across and who the fuck is that you get all scared complete stranger yeah like, yeah i'm on my deathbed. i'm like yeah motherfucker i made it that's me as a mirror yeah, yeah, yeah twins right and just and just me not going back to where i came from man if you really want something out of this life right you've 
argue. Everyone knows what they need to do. Mm. It's just building the courage. It's really just weighing out those odds. Put put both of them on the fucking scale. Do you want to go back to where you've been, to the hell that you've probably lived in before, or the hell that you know you can possibly go to if you don't time the fuck up? Right, like almost picture yourself, paint that picture. You have to get, you have to like get very vivid with this, right? If you can tell yourself, damn, you know what, my spouse is gonna leave me, my kids are not gonna respect me. I'm either not going to be making no money or living paycheck to paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to literally hate my existence from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep, right? And then in between, you're going to be escaping to have those moments of satisfaction with whatever vice, yeah. whatever it is you yeah. want to do. Or, or you could put in the fucking work, right? It's not hard. It's not- just uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable transition, Yeah. right? Yeah. What's hard is what you're living right now. Yeah, that's right. it. It's if almost you like you got to choose your heart because it's hard exactly. to push forward and go to the gym. It's also hard to maintain. So you got to choose which heart do I want to fucking have? Do I have the heart of maintenance or do I have the heart of pushing my body to an extreme and my life to an extreme? You got to choose what heart you want because they're both going to be difficult, you know? It's it's two existences that we can live in. We can live in the existence, again, of waking up and going to sleep and the body and the mind and the just the person in the mirror that you just despise, right? Mm-hmm. And throughout the day, you'll turn on the TV or you'll scroll through social media or you'll smoke some shit, you'll drink some shit to escape that existence. Or you can be like us where we literally wake up and go to sleep, loving the life that we live, right? And yes. temporarily putting up fires in between. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. the opposite. It's you avoiding, it's you, you can use the Mel Robbins formula, you can use whatever the fuck you want. I just call myself out, Eddie, don't be a bitch. Yeah, Wake sure. up, Eddie, don't be a bitch. Get up and go do, I just call, I have, That's exactly I, have what I, do. Yeah. I have those arguments with my lower subconscious and my higher conscious. I did right? Eddie, don't be a bitch, get the fuck up and get moving. And I can, I can, I can avoid five minutes of satisfaction, right? This is exactly for whoever's listening to this. If you want to eat a chocolate, Right. And feel good for five minutes, feel like shit for five hours Mm -hmm. or you flip that and you can avoid that temptation for five seconds. Right. Snap. All you really need. Tony Robbins says it best, man. Movement. Right. You need a physiological response, like a trigger shift in your physiology. Snap the fuck out of it. Get up, get moving. And guess what? Those five seconds of, oh, my God, scratching for this chocolate, this cigarette, this drug, this drink. No, right? I don't want it. It's so much better for the remainder of the day. Yeah, 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 for it's sure. Just it's just that. Do you want to escape for five minutes and feel like shit for five hours? Or do you want to avoid five seconds of temptation and feel great for the remainder of the day? It's all about perception, bro. That's it. And the, the crazy thing is on that idea as well that, that's really important is – you almost need to create bigger problems because a lot of people are kind of looking at that. Oh, it's a big problem. And I want to talk to you about oh, But you're going to get to the point where you're living a life of such fucking abundance. Every day you wake up with purpose, you feel good. You look good. You perform good. So the point where that chocolate is so insignificant, you don't give a fuck about it. Now your problems are so much bigger. How am I going to chase X today? How am I going to improve my life X? Whose life am I going to change today? So what you'll find is for those listening to this is if your problem today is, I want that. I will get that. You're still going to have that across the journey. But if one of your bigger problems today is, ah, do I get that chocolate bar? Do I not? We we'll just give it a couple of months. You fucking be disciplined. You be diligent and you do what's necessary to get where you're trying to go. And a couple of months time, that chocolate bar is going to be so fucking in- is insignificant because now you're thinking about so much bigger things. And now your new problem is going to be, how can I impact 10 more lives today? 
How can I go to the gym and get five more PBs today? That's a better problem to have than how can I avoid eating this fucking chocolate bar, right? My man, right. Eddie, man, I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a great way to end this, man. It's just basically knowing, man, like if, and I tell my clients this all the time, right now you're avoiding the temptation of something so minute, right? Sure. I want you guys to get to one, man. Like, do you want $100 problems or do you want $100,000 problems, mm-hmm. right? Like you're focusing on shit that's so fucking minute and it's not allowing you to propel forward because you're letting sure. these little temptations, man. Like, like I want to give you bigger problems. And Vince, right? Our coach said this shit. Yeah, best. yeah, for sure. Like my job is not to take away your problems. My job is bigger to give you bigger and better problems. Yeah. And if you and if we get to a point in our life where right now we're like, damn, you know what? We're just gonna roll on auto, right? There's no such thing as maintenance. You're gonna fucking start declining. For sure. Right? If we don't find a bigger problem to go out there and solve, you're going to stop growing and you're going to start going backwards. And guess what? You do that for long enough, that chocolate bar is going to be a fucking problem. And That's going to be. <laughs> right. So we have to. It's just it's just like it's 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 in, it's embedded in us. We have to get out there again, get out there, lift some fucking heavier shit. Right. Do this one thing that we haven't done in our business. That's super time consuming. Yeah. Or just it's a, a brain buster. You've got to continue to challenge yourself, man. There's so much yeah, growth in this number. Eddie, man, that was fucking brilliant. I know the people watching this would have taken so much value away. So for those who are watching and want to learn a little bit more about you, where can I find you? I'm on Eddie Soto Official on all platforms. Instagram just, just popped off my YouTube. I'm, I'm about to get really big on all these platforms. TikTok, Facebook, anywhere. Eddie Soto Official. That's E-D-D-I-E-S-O-T-O Official. Brilliant. I'll put the links to Eddie's YouTube, Instagram, and so forth in the show notes. So for anyone who's looking to learn a little bit more about Eddie, man, I would recommend just going and just following his page because all the stuff that we've spoke about just now is there and more on his profile. So if you like what Eddie's got to say or what we like to say and the like who it is, if you listen to this podcast, you respond well to this type of message because we have similar morals and the ways that we think and the way that our mindset is. So go up, hit Eddie up, give Eddie a follow. And man, thank you so much for your time today. That was a really, really good episode. Hey, good catching up with you, brother. I'll see you in Cancun. So, man, brother, I'll see you in Cancun. All right, bye.